Cowboy Minute, Minute 56. In this minute, the crew arrives at the island of Hell's Bucket, prepares to bake a ship repair cake, and Nathaniel joins Trina on the beach. Get ready to set sail with Cabin Boy Minute, Minute 56. Boy, minute, minute, fifty-six. Fifty-six. We open up with like a nanosecond of the ship in the fog, and then you start with the figurehead on the bow, and you pan across to Cappy, Big Teddy, and Paps leaning over the railing, and then Skunk walking up behind them as uh, Cappy does his uh, fine whistle. Now, I characterized his whistle as a wolf whistle. Mm. The wolf whistle is from a 1943 cartoon by Tex Avery named Red Hot Riding Hood. Heyo, what kind of cartoon was this? Exactly. I didn't dive any deeper than that. And I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to be looking this guy up. <laughs> but, uh, you know, this wolf whistle... That type of thing, which isn't exactly what he does. It's a little bit like that. Mm -hmm. This particular tone originates from the Navy. Again, another ship call-out. This was the general call made with a boatswain's pipe. So this call was used to get the attention of the crew for an announcement on board. Uh, Sailors, when then on shore, would then use it to acknowledge women to get their attention, which then furthermore, you know, passerbys would hear the Navy men do it and then kind of appropriated it themselves. And now we have what's probably now an unacceptable way to herald a woman's attention with a wolf whistle. Is it an acceptable way to herald Scott's attention? Wait, let's try. This is all on an individual level. Let me see how I feel. Scott, look out the window. I mean, I guess it worked. <laughs> he got his attention. He did get his attention. All these, like, boat references that we're finding. Is it that Adam was that dedicated a writer that he pulled in all these, like, these nautical associations all throughout the story? Or is it that our language is just that full of naval references at this point? I mean, it is crazy. You know, and it is kind of like you see what you want to see, you know, and that's why I invested in these navy colored glasses, because everything I see is painted shippy to naval talk. Right. So when I read something on the Internet, it filters out all land based answers and just provides naval references. Oh, wow. Was that how much extra did that cost? It it was like seven grand. Is that covered (laughs) under insurance at all? No, no, not at all. I drafted a letter. I'm not happy with it yet. Does that have anything to do with your glasses? Or are you just telling us you drafted a letter? I drafted a letter making a medical argument for why it's necessary for me to see navality in all things. Can we get a sum up of the letter? Can you get a sum up of war and peace? Probably. There's cliff notes, I'm sure. (laughs) Right. Well, okay. I'll give you the cliff notes version of my letter. 
It's 45 pages long. <laughs> oh, it gives me double dark willies just hearing about it. <laughs> yep, so then Cappy comes in after his whistle. He says, gives me the double dark willies just eyeballing it. Because they see the island for the first time. Well, I have, as the internet always provides, a font of many bullshit answers to origins of words. Yay. So the interweb says, The ballet Giselle debuted in Paris in the 1840s. Mm. Uh, The premise is a young heroine falls in love with a man pretending to be someone else. But... Mm -hmm. He's a scoundrel engaged to someone else. The heroine then discovers this and dies of a broken heart. She then joins the queen of the Willies, W-I-L-I-S, accompanied by a host of female spirits who were also scorned. Together, these ghosts seek revenge upon men they encounter in haunted woods by dancing them to death. Seeing the willies appear as apparitions on stage gave viewers a fright, leading to the term the willies. Sure. Yeah, why not? I'll buy that. More details, so it must be right. Exactly. (laughs) So... Big Teddy's response to seeing this here island. Looks like something you dream about after a quarter Jack Daniels and a couple of bad sausages. I do enjoy that line very much. I think it's the best one of the minute. So then Nathaniel gives us a... Woo! Big old grin on his face. So happy. He's having a great time. (laughs) For all intents and purposes... He is getting his theme ship experience. You know, maybe this is the after effect of the concussion from Fall from the Crow's Nest, but he's having a great day. Mm-hmm. He's in a good mood. Seems to be going well for him. So uh, we get the woo from Nathaniel, uh, the standard look of disgust from Big Teddy, and uh, then we get a shot of a couple of boats rowing up to shore. I was doing my best to determine what was real and what was not in this shot. Mm. I mean, it looks pretty damn good. And, like, you can kind of make out who is in the ships. I came up with the boat on the left was Paps, Nathaniel, and Big Teddy. And the one on the right was Cappy, Skunk, and Trina. I wasn't able to tease out who was on the boats as they were rowing up. I couldn't tell if that was animated or if that was, like, an actual shot. But like you said, it looks, if it's animated, it looks damn good. I agree. And you could certainly make out the fact that they do have one person in each ship in each one of these i guess we called them dories yes in each dory that's facing the opposite direction now i know from being a learned man and obviously from wearing my navel glasses mm-hmm. that you call that person a coxswain which is actually a coxswain so a coxswain is the steersman of a ship's boat lifeboat, racing boat, or other boat. The name itself means boat servant, the cox part, from a cockboat, which is another name for a small vessel that for some reason has fallen out of favor. Hmm. And a swain is a servant. 
Coxswain's main duty is to ensure the safety of the crew. Cox, servant of the cockboat, guiding the crew to shore. Sounds like a song if I've heard one. <laughs> Call to action. Call the Italian bullshit song maker guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got one for you. All right, so the, the, the next shot is the boat's getting dragged up onto shore. The crew of each boat, as they pull up onto shore, we have Cappy, Skunk, and Paps in one. Big Teddy, Trina, and Nathaniel in the other boat. Nathaniel is sitting in the boat, holding his knees and smiling, while uh, Big Teddy and Trina drag the boat onto shore, versus Cappy, Skunk, and Paps. They're all contributing to bringing the boat ashore. Right. It, it is one of those which we've said a bunch of times. I don't know if you guys feel differently, but uh, I never noticed that that little piece of him sitting in the boat. And it was just brought joy to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The look on his face. He's got his little his legs crossed, I think. And he's got his like. No, just together. he's just sitting like very prim and proper. No cross legs, but like good posture. Yes. And then when he gets off, you know, he he pats Big Teddy on the back. <laughs> Happy's like messing with some rope. Paps has a bucket. Nathaniel with his satchel back, uh, his man purse mm-hmm. back around mm-hmm. his shoulder. Trina wearing some stylish pants uh, that seem to fit her well. Again, don't know where she's getting these clothes from, but they're looking good. And uh, we get Nathaniel. He gets up. We get, oh, we made it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Ooh. During the thank you, we get a brief little kind of quick clasp of the hands in prayer. Looking up, and uh, he steps out of the boat, falls to his knees, and starts kissing the rocky shore. And uh, Cappy comes in, gives him a kick in the ass. All right, already, you're giving me the creeps. Immediate, just like that. He's just, he's he's done with, for whatever reason, he's got no patience with Nathaniel in this moment. Hmm. So Cappy falls right into action. Okay, let's not waste any time. Here's what we need. Driftwood, palm leaves, tree sap, tree glue, and a shitload of gravel. The man knows what he wants. It's quite the list. Yeah. All right, so this is how it breaks down in my mind. The driftwood is used to fix the bigger holes, like the gaping holes, obviously like planks. They're replacing planks on the ship that you presume mm-hmm. have uh, broken or are completely gone. The tree resin, which is the tree glue, is used to, I would say in two ways, in order to fill in gaps between the planks to, uh, you know, grout or mortar in between the driftwood as much as you can get in there. And then the palm leaves, I would say you put as much tree sap and tree glue on these driftwood planks, and then you put the palm leaves over it to kind of seal it up best you can. And tree resin itself is used as a sealant. So if I was going to do it, it would look like driftwood, as much tree sap and tree resin as I could spare, to get into the cracks and all over the planks themselves, put my palm leaves on top of that, and then do more tree resin and sap over the palm leaves to make as uh, sealed up as a hole as I could do. What about the gravel? Exactly. Gravel on a ship, it's not called gravel. On a ship, it's called ballast, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is placed in the hold of a ship to provide stability. 
So that could be a possibility. I don't know quite what the damage was. Maybe it was to the hold in their in their tank because there are secondary tanks in these ships, you know, like some that have water in them, maybe gravel, maybe whatever. But mm -hmm. that would be what I would guess that they're using the gravel to help kind of redistribute uh, weight on the boat. It's a possibility. I initially discounted it because I figured, you know, whatever damage was caused to the boat, why would they lose whatever ballast they had? That being said, perhaps Cappy knows that when they leave Hell's Bucket, they're going to have rougher waters they're going to need to sail through when they're going to Hawaii. And maybe they didn't uh, prepare the boat for that type of trip. And they do need additional ballast. I would say it's far from definitive, but I do appreciate that you look as pained as I do in not having a fully complete answer on this. Yeah, I have faith in our dear captain, um, and I would like to understand exactly what he's trying to do. Because um, he's just not asking for gravel. He's asking for a shitload of gravel. Yeah, it's true. And uh, if it's not being used for ballast, it doesn't make a ton of sense, like exactly what he's going to do with it. If you've got a shitload of gravel that is dependent upon tree sap and tree glue, sure sounds to me like you're going to need a shitload of tree sap and tree glue, which did not get that adjective. So that's that's another point towards ballast. But a, a point away from ballast, you know, they do find these old ship ballasts that are like one big stone, you know. So why wouldn't you just get one big stone and why go with a shitload of gravel. I don't know. It could just be that's what he's used to. It's, easy. it's easy, easier to distribute, maybe easier to carry. Yeah, we're on the same it's page. almost like you're wearing... Are you wearing naval contacts, by chance? In fact, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know, apparently, you can make a palm wine from palm sap? Really? Yeah. So it could be that uh, they're going to hold some of the sap aside, you know, go let it ferment for a little bit, and then have themselves a little drinky drink. There you go. Yeah, he's just not mentioning what it's all used for. <laughs> Maybe they're going to bake a cake. Any chance they can make margarine out of it? Yes. <laughs> so, Nathaniel, after this list, comes up with his line. Why are we going to bake a cake? <laughs> My one note is Nathaniel Dick. <laughs> Such an asshole. Really Clearly, those are not the ingredients for baking a cake. <laughs> cakes, no. cakes generally require flour, eggs, sugar, salt, milk, baking soda, baking powder, and butter. So Cappy completely ignores Nathaniel's line and says, The goal is to blow out of here before sundown, so no screwing around. I'd like to get me a fish in the boat sometime before I'm 90. We're back to fishing? Yeah, we haven't seen him what? fish yet. <laughs> like I, I was, I was with him. This whole, you know, the plan for the thing. Like you want to get out of here before sundown. Fine, that makes sense. But then he goes back to fit. Like they're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like why the hell are they worried about fishing? Well, that's all they've ever been thinking about. Yeah, fishing stink or get drunk or late as well. Right. True. True. I, you guys are right. If you can't catch fish can't get paid and if you don't get paid you can't get drunk and if you don't get drunk you clearly can't get laid <laughs> so true 
And I guess what else are they going to do when they get to Hawaii? Yeah. You got no fish. You're, you got you guys are right. I was wrong. I was wrong for not trusting Cappy. It's very humble of you. Damn right. So then we get a cut to Trina, who's just sitting there on a log. And, uh, you know, Nathaniel comes over and the minute ends with pretty much as Nathaniel's butt hits the log. So I was asking myself, watching Trina, why isn't she helping? She's just sitting there like a rat on a log. And then I picked up the old screenplay. Oh. The old trusted friend. What's in the screenplay, man? All right. So in the screenplay, exterior, the island. They all reach the island and drag their dories ashore. Paps drops to his knees and kisses the sand. Nathaniel does the same, but his kiss is unusually long and passionate. Raybar kicks him in the ass. Wow. Cappy's reaction to Nathaniel makes a little more sense if they had included the thing from Paps. Right, because right now it's just he's immediately just like, what the fuck's wrong with you type thing. Whereas if it's Paps kissing the island as kind of like a, oh, this is what I do when I get ashore type of thing. Then Nathaniel follows him, but then he's obnoxious about it. Cappy kicking his ass makes a little more a little more sense there. Graybar. All right already, you're giving me the creeps. Nathaniel lifts his head from the beach. His face and lips are covered with sand. Graybar addressing the fisherman. Goal is to blow out of here before sundown, so no screwing around. I'd like to get a fish in the boat sometime before I'm ninety. Big Teddy. The sooner we get off of this island, the better. Come on, Paps. Let's go find us some tree rubber. They exit. Graybar. Skunk, you and me can look for driftwood. Nathaniel. What about Trina and I? Can't we do something? Maybe we should collect sand and make a terrarium. Terrariums are both fun and educational. Graybar. You and your little sweetie can go sit your butts on that log over there. Trina. And do what? Graybar. Keep your holes shut and stay out of trouble. Trina, the last guy who talked to me like that ended up digesting his teeth. Graybar, that's too bad. You should have shimmied your little rear into the kitchen and fixed him a cake instead. She advances on Graybar with a clinched fist, but Nathaniel stops her. Nathaniel, don't, Trina. He doesn't mean it. He always gets a little crabby after he gets into a fight with a human iceberg. That was a lot to digest. You know, Nathaniel's lines are funny, but they, they are too much. Like, it's just, he's not quite that character in a screenplay. I think he plays it better, honestly, on the screen. Yeah, it, it feels like something that is, it works better on the page than it would on the on the screen. So, I mean, is it possible that they actually did improve upon it? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yes, they did. <laughs> I, mean, I guess so. <sighs> Who wins the scene? Cappy. I have Cappy too, but man, Nathaniel nailed his lines. I mean, they were funny, really funny. And I had, I really struggled to put Cappy in there. I mean, Cappy was great and everything, but Nathaniel was just funny. If you can give it to Nathaniel, it's okay. No, well, I'm still giving it to Cappy. Yeah, and, and both of your answers resound my answer. It's got to go to Nathaniel. Mm-hmm. But I do say it was close to going to Cappy. But what pushed me personally over the edge was the little bit of him sitting in the boat the way he was. And I, <laughs> I just, 
you know, probably just personally because I had never seen that before and I just really appreciated it so much. So I was overwhelmed with emotion. It's fair. Yeah, I, I felt like Cappy had the most presence. You know, he was very, you know, front and center, obviously commanding the crew and kind of doing all that. Nathaniel was clearly funnier on that metric. He wins. All right. Any uh, video game or theatrical production ideas? I don't really know where this falls in, but uh, I just had detect the bad sausage, some sort of like Russian roulette with a sausage gun. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's loaded with one bad one. You got to, you know, you shoot it in each crew member's mouth or something. (laughs) I love it because it's complete badness minigame. And then you, I thought, you know, as a, an accompaniment for that, maybe it's all part of the same scene. It's, uh, you know, a Jack Daniels drinking challenge. Maybe they have to like row to the island, but it's like if they didn't drink enough Jack, they're not strong enough to battle the current. But if they had too much, they can't keep it straight, so they gotta like keep their consumption mm. in a certain range. Do you, do you counter, uh, do you help balance out the Jack Daniels with sausages? Right, well, maybe that's it, right? They have to play, like, Russian roulette with the sausage gun, drink Jack Daniels, and then get in the boat, and, like, whoever got the bad sausage and combination with Jack Daniels, they, they don't make it. So is this, like, a competitive, like, party game? That's in the board game, real-life home version. <laughs> buy the game and it's just a bottle of jack and some sausages that have been in there for three months expiration date question mark (laughs) all right uh any calls to action um we need to uh raise a mountain on clipperton island raise a mountain yeah because right now clipperton island's not you're right there's the the largest sort of uh land mass on clipperton island is like a little small peak that i think is a few hundred feet high um um, but that's not going to work as a mountain so i figure we could just build a mountain there Mm. all right we're gonna need a shitload of gravel (laughs) that's tree sap it'd be like one of those like engineering design things for like a school project where you give them those items and they have to repair a section of boat with them sure Uh, could we make it um like a one of these uh, reality shows hmm. where they get thrown out in a boat. You start off the show with like four or five different boats, and then the boats get get <laughs> damaged at some point, and then they have to go and repair the boat using <laughs> whatever they find on an island. Wow, Cabin Boy, the reality game show. <laughs> That's something. That's so, right, somewhere between ten and fifteen percent. But yeah. The winners of that challenge, you know, the the top two can then get the same items, but they now have to bake a cake with them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, any other things for the product line? I mean, at this point, we need a we need a restaurant, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a themed restaurant. Yes. A themed restaurant. Of course. Sausages, whiskey, cakes, whatever else, whatever other. I mean, I, I know there's been other foods that have come up along the way. We were canceled uh, from the Board of Health just based on our menu. Just just what's on our menu. They closed us down. <laughs> they never stepped foot into our establishment. Honey dipped willy cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Took one 
look. What do you mean every one out of every 10 customers gets a bad sausage? <laughs> Part of the theme, right? <laughs> we got to stay true to the material. We only serve salt water and Jack Daniels. <laughs> water, it is. Chocolate milk for the kids. <laughs> is this chum? No, cool. <laughs> Something here. Oh, yeah. Gags per minute. Given the accusations of GPM manipulation <laughs> that have now been levied multiple times against me, I am going to stop. Oh. <laughs> Remove any even, possibility. Even more suspect. <laughs> <laughs> I had a GPM of seven. Mm. Double Dark Willies, something you dream about after a quarter Jack Daniels, a couple bad sausages. The woo! Nathaniel. Uh, Nathaniel sitting in the boat, all prim and proper. Uh, him kissing the ground. Two, three, four, five. Number six is him getting kicked in the ass by Cappy. And then number seven, are we going to bake a cake? A GPM of seven. Okay, I had a GPM of nine. Mm. Uh, number one, I gave two. Just the showing of the filthy whore name being featured there. I thought it deserved at least one gag uh, throughout the course of this movie. I don't think we have given that uh, a gag, so there it is. Hmm. Number two, the Double Dark Willies. Number three, Jack Daniel's Sausages. Number four, Nathaniel's initial reaction to the island with the woo. Number five, Nathaniel sitting in the boat. Number six, Nathaniel's kissing the sand. Number seven, Cappy's kicking his ass. Number eight, are we going to bake a cake? And number nine, sometime before I'm 90. I have seven. Mm. Number one, looks like something you dream about after a quarter Jack Daniels and a couple of bad sausages. Number two, woo! Number three, Nathaniel just sitting in the boat. Number four, Nathaniel's reaction to landing on shore. Uh, Number five, all right, already, you're giving me the creeps. Number six, why are we going to bake a cake? Number seven, or I'd like to get me a fish in the boat sometime before I'm 90. Okay, so I had seven. Brian had nine. Scott had seven. That gives us an average GPM this week of 7.6. Scott, you and I share GPM this week. Congratulations. Congratulations, gentlemen. As the co-winners of GPM, we will split a quarter Jack Daniels, and we each get one bad sausage. So this actually works out because we now get to split the sausage experience as opposed to one person <laughs> having to eat both. Oh, you don't each get a bad sausage. You, you get half get a bad, bad sausage, sausage, and we split a quart of Jack Daniels. So there's two sausages overall. Right. Okay. A couple of bad sausages. If just one, if there had just been a sole winner, they would have had to eat both bad sausages mm. and drank the entire quart. Well, good job, guys. I guess this is working out for me so far. Your new uh, focus on fairness with the GPM <laughs> determinations. <laughs> you know, I, for the sake of the pod, I'm trying to be as transparent as possible. Although... There has never been at any point any manipulation, modification, or changing in scoring, just to put that on the record. It is great, Rob. And I, I, I mean, I love you both for many reasons, but 
I will say here. You legitimately, I, I mean, I can assume it's an act, but you legitimately seem offended when we we accuse you of <laughs> rigging the system on this, on this GPM. <laughs> like, it seems to actually hurt you. I mean, and I'm sorry. <laughs> if it does hurt you, I mean, it's clearly a joke. <laughs> I, you know, I take this seriously. I, it may not come through in all the ways, but it's, you know, I'm, I'm trying my best. <laughs> I know my lane going forward now. <laughs> oh, shit. Funny, not funny. Funny. I went not funny. I also went not funny. But it's okay. Uh, <laughs> again, it's like a purposeful scene. It has humorous elements that are just not quote unquote funny per se. I mean, I, I really appreciated seeing Nathaniel sitting in the boat. But other than that, I mean, yes, I like the Jack Daniels line. I actually like the line uh, that Cappy gives, like, give me a fish in this boat before I'm 90. And it's something that I say uh, whenever given the opportunity. But it's not really that funny. It's just, uh, I just like it. How many opportunities have you had to say that one? I said it to you recently with the podcast. Like, I'd like to get oh, this yeah. podcast uploaded sometime before I'm 90. So once. All right. Once to you. I mean, I, I, I talk like to other it's people. It's been repeated at, at some point or another because it does sound so familiar. Yeah, I say it. I mean, with not, not that much frequency. Three times. 17. I mean, look, you know, I was pouring my heart out, my love to you, and now you're just turning it back and questioning my every fucking move. Now. <laughs> this, this is why we hide our emotions, Mr. Macho Man. See? Uh-huh. You're seeing weakness. It's perceived weakness. Get him. Get him. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us here on Cabin Boy Minute. This was Minute 56. We'll see you next week on Cabin Boy Minute, Minute 57. Adios. Bye-bye. again for joining us on cabin boy minute please help spread the word tell your friends about us and rate and subscribe on your podcast medium of choice check out our episode notes where you can find calls to action details on how to support the pod or leave us a message or find us on twitter at at cabin boy minute we look forward to joining you again next week bon voyage